Hey folks, today we're going to talk a little bit about putting more money into your pocket and not worrying so much about the price war. Stay tuned, we're going to dig in deep. So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us who don't cheat and don't work with scammy lead generators who are spending our own money, how do we do business that allows us to get in front of our perfect customer, all without sacrificing our beliefs or our family? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Hey folks, everybody's having a great morning this morning. Uh, today we're going to be talking about keeping more in your pocket. So what I mean by that is there's a lot of people out there, especially in the beginning, and they'll get caught up into a price war. I see it all the time where people are going on and asking what price for this and what price for that. And the truth is, is that it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you keep. And a lot of people are given the misinformation about pricing and those sorts of things and just don't understand uh, the way that business actually works and, and keeping the money in your pocket. You know, you got people out there that have businesses that are, are really not big enough to do a lot of the marketing types that they try to throw themselves into, things like radio and going really deep into scammy things like Home Advisor or Angie's List, and they're just paying crazy amounts of money for leads that are 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 horrible, horrible leads. You know, trying to put spending a ton of money to be put in the, into things like Groupon, and then uh, you know those things are just really, really expensive for the type of customer that you're going to get out of those expenses, okay? Uh, there's a thing called uh, a total customer value, okay? And what that means is, is if you have a good, loyal customer, that customer has a lifespan, okay? Now, every customer has a lifespan, okay? So whether they're good or bad, they have a lifespan. What you want to avoid is having a whole portfolio full of customers that only make it through one season, and then you're constantly having to look for new customers, okay? And what not getting involved in the price war part of the intro is about is that if you're the person out there that's the low-priced leader, okay? If you're the low-priced leader... Your customers are not loyal to you, okay? Because low price people who are price shoppers are constantly looking for the best price, okay? If you come in at $97 and you're the cheapest guy and the next year somebody comes in at $96.50, guess who's getting the job, okay? Low price customers are not loyal at all, okay? It's, it's extremely important to understand that when you go in. Now, in the very beginning, during the first year or two, depending on how long you're willing to grind out doing the uh, initial startup, you need low price people. You need those low hanging fruits that are going to pay you quick cash so that you can get up and run. Because up until that happens, you're spending all of your savings that you have for your business in order to get it going. So I'm not saying don't ever put a low price out there to get a job. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that the customers that you're going to build your business off of are not those low-hanging fruits because those low-hanging fruits are not loyal, okay? If you can send out an email to your customers, how many jobs would you get out of that email, okay? Most people don't even get emails, 
okay, which is the cheapest way, the most effective way of getting jobs immediately, okay? If you have a slow time in your month and you're trying to uh, fill it up with something, it's the easiest thing to do is to send out an email to your current customer list and just simply ask them for work, ask them for referrals. And if you are spending time getting good, loyal customers, you, you're going to be surprised at how many of those people will go out of their way to help you out, okay? Because good customers, like everybody, all the good people want somebody. You know, they, they all have somebody, an air conditioning guy, an electrician guy, a uh, lawn care guy, my power washing guy. And when you go and talk to these people, man, they brag about having the guy, you know, and if, if, and you know you're you're going after the right customers if you ask somebody if they like for instance let's say you're there for a roof cleaning okay and they don't even know that you do house washes and then you start talking about hey well who does your power washing around your house right because nobody knows what soft washing is so you always say power washing and you say oh power washes your house or do you have somebody that power wash oh yeah i got a guy i got a guy that right there is the customer that you need to be going after. All right, start asking them questions. Oh, that's awesome! What does your guy do? Uh, does he does he power wash it? Does he does he soft wash it? You know what's the process? You know what keeps you so loyal to your guy? And find that out because all of those answers, even if you don't win over that customer uh, for the power washing part or the soft washing part, uh, they may be given you leads you know they may have somebody else that doesn't want to use their guy and they want somebody else and they're going to remember this conversation they had with you uh, especially if you get on a first name basis with these folks uh, to be able to refer your company so even if you don't win over the good customer they can send you good people all right another big thing to remember uh, when it comes to uh, trying to build a more sustainable business is when you're going through a neighborhood and you're flyering or knocking on doors or whatever, and lawn care guys can attest to this. So if you know anybody in the lawn care business, you can ask them and they'll tell you what I'm talking about. You're only going to get a certain amount of people in that neighborhood, okay? Unless it's an HOA deal where you're going in and doing the whole neighborhood, which mainly only happens in Florida for some reason. Uh, you... Um, are only going to get so many people in that neighborhood, okay? It's it's not uncommon to go into a big neighborhood and in two blocks see five different lawn care companies, okay? For so for whatever reason, customers kind of have it out for each other, man. It's like like Bob next door, you guys could be BFFs, but for some reason he hires this one pest control company, so you're going to hire a different pest control company just to kind of like people like to one up each other, all right? So, you're going to get a few and you're going to have the one person in a neighborhood, you know, if you finally get, you know, this really good quality person that kind of has, you know, there's always like a leader, right? So if you can get the leader under your belt, then you'll definitely get way more referrals in that neighborhood because everybody kind of likes to follow suit with the with the popular guy, right? So if, if it's a popular guy or girl in that neighborhood and you do work for them, yeah, you're going to get a ton of referrals. But if they're not, you know, the captain of the football team in their neighborhood, uh, then more than likely you're only going to get a couple and that's perfectly normal. Okay. But it's, it's, you know, there's 10 billion neighborhoods out there, 10 billion houses out there. And if you focus all your energy into this one neighborhood saying, Oh, I throw out 200 flyers in this one neighborhood and I only got two calls. Uh, well, there's a couple of things behind that. One, you're only going to get so many calls out of one neighborhood. Two, how many times did you touch those people? Have you ever heard about your company? Uh, did you use multiple forms of things to go into that neighborhood? Do you have signs out at the entrances? Are you running Facebook ads to it at the same time? Do you have your postcards going to it at the same time that you're going through the neighborhood and putting a flyer on the door? So you're getting four, five, six touches within a 10-day period 
and kind of flooding that neighborhood. That's kind of how you become uh, you become a nightmare to compete with too, because you kind of flood them from every angle. But remember, eighty percent of sales are made after the between the eighth and twelfth touch. So you got to constantly hit these people. You're only going to get so many people. There's only about thirty percent of people uh, that will be your impulse shopper that are going to see something and just buy right off the bat. Okay, if you're not going after, uh, you got your impulse, you got your emotional, and then you got your time sensitive people. All right, so if you're not going after those three things, uh, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. All right. So that's one thing to know uh, when you're trying to put more money in your pocket. But just remember, it's not the how much money you make, it's how much money you keep. So uh, we know people out there that have million-dollar businesses that are broke. We know people that, that make uh, $100,000 a year uh, that keep $70,000 of it, okay, and uh, you know live, live a great life. And so it's important for you to understand that when you're when you're asking people about prices and stuff like that, that there's so many variables involved in that price. Okay, you got people that have really expensive stuff going against people that have really cheap stuff. You know, as far as equipment, you have people that have no employees versus people that have a ton of employees. And I talked about this in a previous podcast. But the more you have, the more you can basically um, sacrifice because you have other things that can make up the cost. You know, if you got eight salespeople and you got one salesperson that kind of sucks, you know, you can kind of take a little bit of time and, and kind of build them up because you have seven other people that are helping to grow your company. But if you have two sales guys, you need rock stars, right? So, uh, it's important to understand that when you go on these forums and these groups and you're asking different questions, you got to really be mindful of the people who are giving you the answers because especially when it comes to the pricing thing, you know, and on top of that, there's people in different states like Florida, for instance, they're no, they're like, it's almost a religious thing that, that everybody knows that Florida is super cheap. There's 10 billion cleaning people in one town in Florida, right? But North Dakota doesn't really have that many cleaning people up there. Right. So that person up there can charge a a lot more. You know, my dad had a pest control company in Pennsylvania. He's charging two hundred dollars a job to go out and do these quick sprays around people's houses for the same things that people around here are doing for fifteen dollars. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. So you just got to really be mindful of who you're going through and asking these questions and and who's giving you the answer. Where are they located uh, geographically? You know, Texas answers are going to be completely different than Florida. It's going to be completely different than New York. Uh, So you just kind of have to be mindful of that. You know, if you're going to ask a price and and you really want to be lined up with somebody else, which is a horrible idea. But if you really want to be lined up with somebody else, make sure it's somebody that's close to where you are. You know, if you're if you're in New Jersey and you're talking to a Florida guy about getting 10 cents a square foot for a roof, you know, you're going to be up in Jersey thinking that you're making a killing until your tax bill comes in, not realizing Florida is real cheap to live. And uh, you'll be like, man, why is this guy able to charge so little? And, and it looks like he's making a ton of money and I'm doing the same thing and I'm broke and I can't sustain my monthly bills. That's the reason, right? So just be mindful of that. And, uh, you will be in a much, much, much better position. Okay. So, uh, that's just a little tidbit. Hopefully you got some use out of it and, uh, man, this weather's starting to break a little bit here and, uh, we're, uh, just, just real quick, man, this, we are so blessed to be in the industry that we're in. I mean, if you're in the cleaning business and, uh, and you pray to anybody now would be time to be super, super thankful because, I mean, even the people who are getting laid off are coming into this industry. And this industry is one of the most forgiving 
uh, lucrative things that you can do for you know a small amount of money to kind of get you started up. Now, costs add up quick when you start getting into other things, but just just be very thankful that you're in this industry because the, the whole world is dirty and there you know we're just out here simply trying to clean it up. There there's nothing that you can't clean in the cleaning industry. So you know even if you're just going around doing house washes or driveways or whatever, I mean you start kind of looking around every single thing you look at more than likely 99% of it's dirty. You can clean anything. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for what we're doing. It's given me and my wife, Abby, a life that, you know, we could, we could never have dreamed of when we were working for somebody else. You know, we started getting into multiple investments and now it's just an amazing thing. Uh, we, uh, just bought a big old RV thing, uh, Fleetwood Bounder, 2020 Fleetwood Bounder. We're going to be using that, uh, pretty often we actually got a first trip coming up this weekend but you know we would never have been able to do that during a freaking closed down pandemic if we weren't in the cleaning industry and uh, we're just so thankful for that so if you're if you're in the cleaning industry as well definitely be thankful and uh, hopefully you guys are out there doing amazing work and making good names for yourselves and and killing it and just are super busy right now but uh, we'll be praying for you and uh, you guys have a great day we'll talk to you soon